listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. So let's get into the waiver wire rankings now. Damian Harris is at number one here. It's possible that Damian Harris doesn't play this week, right? Like you yeah. pick him up. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be spending a whole lot of fab unless I'm super desperate for a running back. Uh, it's possible that you can get away with getting Chuba Hubbard for cheaper. Um, you know, if you really need a running back, and I wouldn't be surprised if Chuba Hubbard, you know, even <laughs> you know outscores Damian Harris because Chuba Hubbard is a little bit involved in the pass game. Uh, Damian Harris probably won't be, and I don't even know if Damian Harris yeah. is going to play in every down role. And if he does play, now it's a good matchup against Vegas uh, for Damian Harris this week. So I think he would be like a, I would, I wouldn't even call him a low end RB two. You know, maybe a, I guess he would be a low end RB two, high end RB three play for me. Yeah, this week. Uh, if Ramondre doesn't go. I think a high-end RB3 feels about right for me because I'm not sure, Damian Harris, how much of a workload he's going to end up having, you know, if it comes down to the passing game or whatever. I think that he's been more of the running back, you know, in this offense. Obviously, when Ramondre Stevenson plays, you know, he gets the targets and he gets the catches. And Damian Harris, he's pretty much the ground game guy. So we could see maybe Pierre Strong or maybe even Kevin Harris, you know, step into the receiving role, handle that by committee, each of them get a few targets, and then Damian Harris just take the front of the early down, you know, run run game work. So I'd temper expectations. I'm not sure how much of an upside he would have. I think his production is going to come from just rushing yardage and touchdowns. I don't see him getting too many targets um, because that's not how he's been used historically in this offense. So I would temper expectations, but definitely, you know, this is a guy that's capable of starting in your lineup if he does go on Sunday, especially if you're missing Ramondre Stevenson and you can pick him up. Uh, he has to be floating around on waiver wires, right? Because he's been out for a little while and he wasn't. Yeah, he's about fifty percent rostered, like right around the edge uh, of where we look at you know these waiver wire options for. But he should be available in a lot of leagues for sure. Right. Um, and then we have Elijah Moore at number two. You know, we talked about him yesterday that he run a, he ran at a near full route participation uh, on Sunday, and he ran at a near full route participation in week thirteen as well. So he's yeah. already ramping up. The other thing is this: Elijah Moore. Uh, he's playing out of the slot a lot more, uh, you know, since he kind of came back into that full-time role. And this yep. week, they're going up against the Lions. And yeah. the Lions have been very vulnerable to slot-wide receivers. So if you need an upside play, I think you can plug in Elijah Moore this week. I think he's a really nice flex play. You know, I, I think you could maybe get away with starting him at wide receiver three. Um, I think he is a high end wide receiver three with wide receiver two upside um, this week. And he has a chance to score a touchdown. It seems like with Mike White at quarterback, assuming he's good to go. So yeah, if he's sitting on your waiver wire, I'm I would be surprised if he was sitting on the waiver wire, because last week he did have that full route participation. And the week before that, he scored that touchdown. So things seem to be getting better surrounding his name on the jets offense. It seems like he's getting more integrated. And I, I think if you can pick him up, you know, you'd have yourself a strong wide receiver. And that's why we have him here at tip. He's available in a lot of leagues. He's available in uh, 79, 69% of leagues, so 31% rostered. He's one of the lowest rostered players uh, on this entire list. So if he's available in your league, he should definitely be picked up at the very least because he has a good schedule the rest of the way, and he is a high outside player, as we saw last year. Um, and then, you know, Chuba Hubbard, I have him here at three. Um, you know, if you need a running back for sure and you don't want to take any chances – with Damian Harris and whether, you know, he's going to play this week or not, Ramondre Stevenson might even end up playing, right? So, like, he might come back yeah. and now Damian Harris, you can't even play him, right? 
Chuba Hubbard, I think, would be the most um, the pickup that will just give you points, right? He had 17 yep. carries in Week 12 before the bye, uh, 14 carries this past week against Seattle, three targets as well, so 17 touches uh, in this game, uh, 99 yards. So, you know, he scored a touchdown. You know, so he's being used interchangeably with Deontay Foreman as a very close one B. Uh, in this backfield, and they're trusting him more and more as he's gotten healthier. So Chuba Herbert is somebody that you could pick up right now and you can plug in as a flex easily. Yeah, Chuba Hubbard was getting it done, if you remember, back in the day when Christian McCaffrey was a Panther and he would be down with injuries. That Chuba Hubbard was actually, you know, pretty serviceable. He was able to do what he needed to do at the running back position. And we're seeing that he's, you know, like you said, getting healthier. He looks better in this offense, and they're definitely trusting him to take some work along with Deonta Foreman. This isn't the Foreman show. Obviously, he had a few good games, but Chuba Hubbard never really got rotated out. He had a couple quiet games, but the workload has been there for him for the most part, especially as of late. And that's the kind of stuff you want to take advantage of, especially heading into the playoffs. If you don't have a running back, one of them just got injured, which this past week was pretty brutal for injuries. Uh, you should definitely be picking him up because, like you said, he gives you a nice floor. Damian Harris might have a higher upside um, week to week. I don't think Chuba Hubbard puts up 18 points again, PPR. Um, I don't think he has that type of day again. But I think he's good for 10 or 12, you know, especially if the Panthers offense plays like it has these past few weeks. Yeah, just keep in mind, you know, they are at home against Pittsburgh, which means that the the game script uh, should favor these running backs in Carolina. Uh, right. You know, Pittsburgh's offense is not a type of offense that's going to score a lot of points. So it's possible that these running backs combine again for like 35 carries. I can totally yeah. see it. It happened they the last two ha- games. And it's not just a game script. I mean, this is Mitch Trubisky we're talking about potentially starting for the Steelers, and we saw him throw a bunch of picks last week, and the Panthers got a bunch of picks on Geno Smith uh, just last week. So uh, this could be a matchup where, like you said, we see them on the field a lot more than we don't. And when you're on the field and you have – when you're on your field more than you anticipate being on the field, that will allow you to dictate the game flow, and that's what benefits running back. So I think that's definitely you know a good point there that they have the Steelers coming up. A few guys uh, that I want to mention that you know are not on this list who can be available in your in your leagues. Like they don't, you know. I'm looking at guys who are, are available in fifty percent, uh, at least fifty percent of leagues on Yahoo, ESPN, and Sleeper. Um, guys who are not available in most leagues but are kind of near that threshold. Uh, number one, Zonovan Knight. He's around fifty eight percent rostered on Sleeper. If he's available on your waiver wire, he's obviously the number one pick by far. Like, it's not even close. So if yeah. he's available, you just throw everything at him. All, all the rest of your fab, if you have any left, Zion Knight is the number one ad. Traylon Burks, he's also right near that threshold, but he's a little bit above it. Um, if he's available, he has to be picked up. He should be back this week from that concussion. Uh, Evan Ingram, you know, obviously he had that huge game last week. He's also over the threshold by a little bit. So you want to pick him up. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, another guy who's available in about 35 to 40% of leagues. Um, if he's available, he had the best game of his career this past week. You want to pick him up. Zay Jones, also, he's over the threshold as well. Uh, he, All of these guys, I'd rather pick these guys up than any of the guys I just mentioned. Um, maybe outside of, maybe, they, you know, Elijah Moore is close with, like, DPJ. I think DPJ is a lot more, you know, reliable. Um, yeah. But, you know, I'd, I'd rather pick all these guys over these over the guys that I already mentioned. Uh, Zay Jones, he's also over the threshold, and that's about it. Uh, Richie James, you know, somebody that um, I was going to put on this list, 
uh, just in general, but not near the top of the list, but maybe somewhere in the middle or the, or the bottom. He's in concussion protocol right now. I'm assuming yeah. he's going to miss this week. So that's why he's not on the waiver wire list at all. Uh, but he had three out of the past four weeks. He's had decent games. Um, yeah, three you touchdowns. Know, including, yeah, including against Washington. So, you know, he should be okay once he's back for the Giants. Okay, I just wanted to mention those names, uh, yep. you know, beforehand, just in case they're available on your waiver wire. Uh, and you can't, uh, and you know, because I, I don't want you going ahead and picking up Damian Harris before you pick up Zonovan Knight. <laughs> That's yeah. good. Why well, mention it? <laughs> That's um, an important, you know, difference. Yes. Make, difference to make. Exactly. Yeah. For sure. Um, okay. And then I have Pierre, uh, I have DJ Shark at, at number four. Um, the only thing with DJ Shark you got to keep in mind is that they're going up against the Jets this week. So I'm simply not playing DJ Shark. Like that's, 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 it's pretty simple for me. Um, The Jets on the outside, DJ Shark runs almost all of his routes on the outside, you know, against DJ Reed, against Sauce Gardner. I'm good. Okay. Um, You know, if anybody's going to have a good game, it's probably going to be Amon Ra um, out of the slot. But I don't want to play DJ Shark. But the reason why I want to pick DJ Shark up is for the weeks after that. Um, You know, I'll pick him up. I'll throw him on my bench if he's available. Because uh, he has Carolina and Chicago in weeks 16 and week 17, and he could be a solid, you know, potentially solid wide receiver three for you in those matchups. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. I was kind of going into this matchup last week. I was looking at DJ Chark and what he did before, obviously, they played and the Bills played the Jets. Um, mm-hmm. The Jets' corners just shut down Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis and Josh Allen. Like they're going to have their way with the Lions receivers too. So I, I think this is absolutely, you know, the right call. I wouldn't maybe start him next week, uh, but the weeks afterwards, definitely, because Jared Goff is playing pretty well. Hopefully a matchup against New York doesn't kill whatever momentum they have in terms of, you know, offensive output. But DJ Chark, he's a good pickup. You're not going to be able to start him this week, but he's been getting it done recently. You should be able to have him on your bench at least. He's going to be a nice add, I, I mean, regardless of who you have uh, on your on your bench at wide receiver. Agreed. Um, LC Wong is asking, is McKinnon worth picking up over all of these waiver wire pl- players? Um, that's a good, that's another one that was kind of near the threshold as well that I didn't mention. Um, I, I would say that I would rather pick up Damian Harris, Elijah Moore. See, the thing is with, with, with McKinnon, at least you can play him, you know, the rest of the year, right? Damian Harris yeah. might, might be a one week rental. So sure. Maybe I'll pick him up over McKinnon. I think depending on what you need. I think Elijah Moore is going to be a little bit, potentially a little bit more valuable, um, maybe a higher floor. Uh, Chuba yep. Hubbard, same thing. I'd rather have Chuba Hubbard over McKinnon. I'd rather have Chark over McKinnon. Um, and maybe that's it. Like, you know, if you're looking for upside, but McKinnon's role last week didn't change. Um, you know, and, you know, he just happened to have these long passes went his way. De- the Denver defense is, you know, one that doesn't let wide receivers do their thing. So that's part of the right. reason why there were so many dump-offs to Jared McKinnon this past week. I, I think we don't see that type of game from McKinnon moving forward. Yeah, just for a little context, too, he's gone over six targets in four games this season, including the one against Denver that we just saw. Uh, the one tar- game he had six targets, he finished with five points. Two other games he finished with eight targets apiece, 10 and 11 points. So this was an outlier performance by a mile. So, like we said, his role hasn't changed. And those were good days by his standards. The other days that he's had were relatively quiet as well. So I'm not sure how much I prioritize McKinnon over really a whole lot of these guys because, like you said, the role didn't change. It was just the production. And how many times – I mean, we we know it's Patrick Mahomes, but how many times are we going to see him, like, 
reverse flip the thing from or like twist his body, just flick it out there for Jarek McKinnon. He's going to have 50 yards ahead of him of open space. We're not going to see that every week. Uh, it was a great play, but Jarek McKinnon, his, val- his value, I think, is just about the same. You lucked out if you started him this week. CW78 is asking, you guys think it's time to drop Singletary for a player like Knight or McKinnon? Uh, I would drop him for Zonovan Knight very easily, but I would yeah. not drop him for McKinnon. Yeah, I- I'm in agreement. That one's okay. pretty simple. Just because okay, cool. Devin Singletary has a decent you know, workload, a-, a decent role in the offense, where Derek McKinnon, he's just the pass catcher, and that's about it. Who would you trust more the rest of the year? Elijah Moore or DJ Shark? That's a good question. That's, that is a good question. Trust. Remember, this is a trust issue question. Right? Yeah, trust. Um, I I don't know how much trust you can have in Elijah Moore. Yeah, you know, um, it, he's more of an upside play. I I think this week I'd rather play Elijah Moore, but I think the weeks after that I might have, rather have DJ Shark. Yeah. So that's how that's how I would play it. If you really need to play this week, I would go. This is Sean by the by the way asking this question. Mm-hmm. Elijah Moore for this week and DJ Shark Shark for weeks. 16 and 17. That's how I would deal with it. I know we want to trust Elijah Moore again because he's had that route. We want to go up. We want to, like we said, and we I'd know what he can be. Trust him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But DJ Chark, he's going to be a part of this Lions offense regardless. It's just a bad matchup next week. If it was a decent matchup, if it wasn't the Jets, you know, I think I would say DJ Chark pretty easily. If it was a neutral matchup for DJ yeah. Chark, I would say DJ Chark yeah. pretty easily. It's also, uh, you know, keep in mind that Elijah Moore does have a good schedule the rest of the way. Even, you know, this week, week 16 and week 17, you know, solid enough yeah. against the Seahawks. Um, yeah. I get so, yeah. the intrigue with Elijah Moore because everyone was on Elijah Moore coming into the season, you know, to have that breakout. And we're seeing glimpses of at least relevance that we haven't seen all season. I, I would just temper expectations just a little bit, even though, like you said, he yeah. does have that good schedule. We're not sure how and he, that's going and he's to playing in a, a completely different role to coming out of the slot as well. So, right. so I'm going to keep in mind. Okay. Let's see. Pierre strong mentioned him. You know, he would be the next guy up if both Romandre Stevenson and Damian Harris miss uh, Kadarius Tony. I have him here at six. He's simply an upside bench play, a bench stash right now. Bench play. Um, he's probably, <laughs> he's probably going to play this week. Uh, because he was really close to playing in week 14. Uh, if he ends up playing, he's just an upside flex play. You know, I would, I would assume a floor of zero, um, yeah. you know, go, you know, as of right now. Yeah, I, I would definitely assume a floor of zero too, because, you know, that's kind of what we banked on uh, a couple weeks ago when he was supposed to be playing. And then he came in and he put up a donut. So that was, it's definitely not out of the equation. You know, it sounds funny saying that Kadarius Tony on an offense, that's quarterback like Patrick Mahomes might have a floor of zero, but that, that's entirely possible because it's happened before. And this injury, it's just been lingering the whole time. We thought it was just magical that he came to Kansas City, you know, and that this injury would go away. But that hasn't been the case. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I'm back. I got kicked out for a second. So Kadarius K- Tony is, you know, for me, he just like, like, like Zach was just elaborating on. He's just an upside stash right now. Um if you need to play him, you need some upside next week, and you, your team's actually made the playoffs, but it sucks. Yeah, throw Kadarius Tony in there for some upside. Yeah, because um, I have a sucky team in that community league. You know, I got so many injuries, like it's over for me in that first round. So, like, if I have Kadarius Tony in that league, uh, I'll just play him. Yeah. Um, and then I got Jahan Dotson at number seven here. Um, he had a pretty good game uh, against the Giants before their bye, and you right. know. 
he the, the the thing that intrigues me about him is that he had nine targets in that game. You know, that's that's something to keep an eye out for because first round pick, you know, we never <laughs> see like a big spike in targets for that first round pick, especially with somebody like Curtis Samuel who's kind of losing targets. Um, right. I'm paying attention. He has the same matchup this week. Yeah, it is the same matchup, which is you know really odd to have them go back to back against the same team. Just one of those weird scheduling nuances that they have in the NFL. But I'm okay with picking up Jahan Dotson. I'm not sure how much I trust him though. You know, he seems like he'd be a pretty good pickup. You know, especially going against the same team. But before last the last game that they played, you know, he had nine targets in that game. Before those three games before that, he had four targets combined. And Carson Wentz at the beginning of the season was looking for Jahan Dotson a lot. He was actually leading their rookie receivers and touchdowns by a huge margin. He had four touchdowns in the first four weeks. But then since Terrell Heineke's taken over, his target share has dropped like tremendously. And it hasn't been like anything short of just drastic that he hasn't seen the ball a whole lot. So I was kind of surprised to see him play well against the Giants, not because of the talent, but just because of the way Taylor Heineke has used him. I'm not sure I want to count on that this week. But definitely, if you have no other options, you know, he's coming off a strong performance. Maybe he can build a little bit on that rapport. And that might be what we have him here for. But I- I'm not a tremendous fan of Jahan Dotson unless I see another at least decent, you know, target share um, in this next week. Like five targets, maybe I'll think about it. But he hasn't seen a whole lot before last week. Yeah, and that's because he wasn't running routes. Right. Before last week. Before last week. Uh, 41% of snaps, 66% of snaps, 61% of snaps, and then in week 13, it bumped up to 80%. Um, so, it, you know, you it's think- a situation where the playing time increased, his route participation increased, um, and it could have been a situation where he was still a little bit banged up um, and, yeah. and, and he wasn't getting that full workload. Um, and then he ended up getting that full workload, ran 84% route participation uh, right before his bye, and now he has another week to get back i think he's going to become a full-time player once again uh this week all right i hope so you know i I like Jahan dodson i I like him coming out of draft and i thought this was a good landing spot for him but you know i think three weeks easing him back i don't know it could be but that's not what i want to see yeah 100 percent. but i just don't want people to think that it's because of taylor heineke that he wasn't targeting him it's just that he wasn't on the field running routes and that that's like that's the distinction that we have to make here right because like otherwise then we can easily chalk it up to that but if he's not on the field you know running routes you know getting near a full bar participation that's we can attribute it to that more than you know him not having a rapport with 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 heineke so when his route participation went jumped all the way back up to near a full-time player and we see the routes kind of jump back up we're like okay we can kind of get back in it's similar to the Elijah Moore situation where you know the routes kind of jump back up we're like oh okay like he's a full-time player again now he's getting the targets um and there is room here so you know there is room for a number two wide receiver to emerge um and he's obviously a talented player so um somebody to pick up you know this week particularly I would only start him as a flex play, um, you know, if you need it. Uh, next week, he has San Francisco, so very tough matchup there. Uh, but the weeks after that, you know, not so bad against Cleveland, uh, against Cleveland in Week 17. So, uh, you know, just I, this is just a purely a bet on talent. And another yeah. bet on talent at number eight is Chigozi and Mokonkwo. Um, yeah. You know, he, you know, he was not a full time player. He 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 shared the routes between him and Austin Hooper. This past week, the week before that, uh, just keep in mind, like we talked about yesterday, you know, that Traylon Burks will likely be back this week from that concussion. Um, so there might be some less targets to go around. 
Uh, but you know, like he's he looks talented. You know, he's leading the league in yards per route run among ti- all tight ends, not just rookies. Uh, so he's worth a bet on. Like if you need a tight end, uh, you know, and you're kind of streaming. You know, you got you have some of these a bunch of these low end guys. He is definitely worth a pickup. Like I would pick him up over almost all these guys that we have listed here uh, at yeah. tight end. Definitely, he's the tight end pickup for the week. And I don't want to say like he's the tight end pickup of the last few weeks, but this is a really talented player, you know, sitting here on the waiver wire that nobody, I guarantee, like most leagues, nobody's going to have had him picked up. Um, Austin Hooper was the guy that people were rostering from the Titans. So Chagosi McConquo, you could definitely pick him up. He has enough upside where, you know, it warrants him starting, even though his floor might be, you know, pretty low. That's the case with a lot of tight ends um, this season. So there's no reason not to pick him up if he's on the wire, unless you have, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkins, and just grab him. You know, you could you could throw him in in case things look bad for another guy or just an injury would happen. Just keep him on your bench because he's healthy and he's producing. Yeah. Uh, if Evan Ingram's available, I'll pick up Evan Ingram first. Um, but if he's yeah. not, Okonk will be the next guy up. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 